Well, happy Friday to all of you out there. We have a great show for you all. Um, but really quick, I want to welcome, you know, welcome everyone back to the show because we took a bit of a break as we geared up for the 2018 Josie Music Wars that was held this past September in, in Dollywood. It was an amazing time, so we cannot wait to do it all again with you guys in 2019. All of us here at the Josie Show and Josie Network of Brands want to congratulate all of the 2018 JMA winners. So we love all of you, and big-time congratulations to all of you. Now, on to tonight. We have such an exciting show for all of you. We have joining us tonight the incredible and ever-so-knowledgeable Mr. Rick Barker. Our special show tonight is dedicated to all of you out there and, you know, getting all of your music career questions answered. So stay tuned in. You will not want to miss a moment of the show. And if you have a question for Rick Barker, you can type it in in our chat room at josieshow.com slash listen live. You could also call in to ask your questions directly by calling 646-381-4339. This is the moment. If you have a question and you want it answered, you got to get it answered by the source. So we are so excited to have Rick Barker. Hello, Rick, you there? I am. How are you? I'm doing I'm wonderful. Good. How, How are, are you? you? I'm well, thank you. I'm typing, in, I'm typing in to listen live so I can see any questions that might pop up. So there we go. Yes, well, we're, well, good. I'm so glad. You know, we're very excited because we have a lot of great people who have asked questions on Facebook. Facebook is like the place to go, I'm telling you. Um, so we have many, many questions there that we want to get through. So let's just go right in. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Bring it on. Okay. Okay. So Anne-Marie uh, asked, what is the best way to get a corporate sponsor or financial backer if you don't do? Well, the first thing when you ask anyone for money is you need to let them know what you plan to do in order to pay them back if it's an investment or what your plan mm -hmm. is to bring eyeballs to their brand. So the biggest mistake that most artists make is that they'll reach out to a brand and they'll say, this is what I need from you. Instead of starting the conversation is this is what I can bring to you. Mm -hmm. uh, the most brands aren't charities. You know, they, they're, there's, there's no mm -hmm. shortage of people who are asking them for money. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're consistently keeping an up-to-date electronic press kit, something that shows them your most current videos, your most current music, uh, your most current social engagement numbers. Uh, if you're playing shows, the number of shows you're playing, uh, tell them who your audience is. You know, Make sure that the audience that you have matches up with that brand, matches up. If you're, mm -hmm. you know, if you're a female and you're wanting to reach out to a cosmetic company, make sure that your fans wear makeup. Uh, make sure that maybe that's your their favorite brand of cosmetic and things like that. But you have to come to them with what you bring to them, not what they can do for you. Absolutely. And it's also, I'm sure, very important to be prepared on what you want to ask. I mean, you have to have all of your stuff set in stone first before yeah do you, know, you want money to record a video or are you wanting money to tour are you wanting money to record a record you know if you're going to a brand to do something that you would normally go to fans for that's a great point a lot of times you could get the attention of the decision maker but if you stumble on what you want i mean you know this mm -hmm. you go after brands all the time for supporters for your show for 
You know, when you went to Dollywood, you had to tell them, this is what I want. This is who I'll bring. These are the types of people that are going to show up at the event. This is what I, what value I think the Josie show brings to you. And then you said, and this is why we feel you guys would be a good fit for us. <clears throat> you just didn't show up and say, Hey, I'm Josie. I have a whole bunch of artists that follow me. Can I do my show at your event? You know, at your venue, you prepared yourself. I don't think that would work for that. Right. No. And a lot of people, you know, it, it's, it's like, I can't stress the importance of what you just said. It's like, know what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, people will reach out to me on social media and the only thing they'll say is, Hey, well, hey, what? You know, it's like, or can I ask you a question? Ask the damn question. You got my attention. You know, it's like, know what it right. is that you want. Know what it is that I can do for you. You finally, you once you get that attention, don't think that you and I, we're not friends yet for, uh, for me to sit there and go back and forth eight or ten times to finally get to the bottom of what it is that you want. So make it very easy for someone to say yes to you. Definitely. I agree. I agree. And, you know, Jocelyn in uh, the, on Facebook, JJ Roots asks, uh, who is the first person you bring on as a business team member or partner to generate accelerated growth? It depends on where you need to grow and it depends on where your weakness is. Never hire someone who can do what it is that you do. I just hired my hire, my assistant is someone who is, Thoroughly organized, which I'm not, someone who can hold me to task, which I tend to get distracted. I'm just like you guys. You know, my day, mm-hmm. so many people can come from so many different areas. So I needed to bring someone in, first and foremost, who was organized and could keep track of me. If you are wanting to start playing more shows, maybe you invite someone in who's got great communication skills that can help you book shows. If you're doing mm-hmm. a lot of shows, and you find that if you had someone that could help you sell merch at these shows, it would help your business, then you bring on a merch person. It just really depends on what it is that you think that you need and where you're struggling. I don't need someone to come on right now that can shoot video content. I can do that for myself right now. Uh, I've got a team that's already posting stuff for me social-wise. What I needed was someone that could help keep me organized so that I could do the things that I needed to do. So find someone who complements what your weakness is and can help bring value to you. Absolutely. Great question too. I mean, it's, it's, it really is difficult to know who, you know, sometimes you don't really want to admit your weaknesses in areas, but it is so impor- important. It is essential. You need to know, you know, what, who you can bring on, what you can do better. Uh, always, always, you know, so, so important. And, Gary, um, also on Facebook, keep them coming. If you want to use Facebook, that's fine. Use Facebook. We're in there as well. Uh, Gary asks, uh, as independent artists, we do everything ourselves, so our time is valuable. I put in a ton of time on asking people to vote for me online for independent charts and things like that. Does this really help my career any, or should I be putting that time somewhere else? Independent charts. You should be, you you should be putting your time and making sure that you've got the best music possible. I don't care what award you win if your music sucks. I don't care how many relatives you got to vote for you. If I go hear your music and it's not good, focus on your music. If I go here, go to your website and it looks amateurish, mm-hmm. focus on your website then. It's like too often we get caught up in these fan-voted shows. To me, 
as an industry person, if someone comes to me, I don't care if you want a fan voted award. If I go to your Spotify channel and see that nobody's playing your music or nobody's sharing your right. music, because we can go get votes. We can go there. There's ways to rig that, but there's not ways mm-hmm. to rig engagement. So show me your engagement. Okay. That's what I want to see. That's where your attention should be every day is building these relationships. Cause a lot of times it's, it's great. And Josie and I've had this conversation in the past to acknowledge people mm-hmm. that, you know, someone sees the work that they put in, you know, your award show right. is one of those that acknowledges the people, Hey, we see you, we get what it is that you're doing. Congratulations right. to you. But when you reach out to me and say, Hey, by the way, I, you know, was the, I, I got this today. Matter of fact, my band, won the rising star for the Josie awards. And I go to your Facebook page and I click watch Mm -hmm. video, which you have said, this is what I want you to do first is watch this video. And this video is over a year old and only has 500 views on it. And it's poor quality. You've got much more things to worry about than whether you won an award. (laughs) You've got a lot of things you have to do to be able Mm -hmm. to compete with everyone else that's trying to get our attention. And that's what this is. We are in an, I'm in the same boat you guys are. Every day I Mm -hmm. have to try to get someone's attention. And when I get their attention, Mm -hmm. I better deliver something of value because I don't know if I'm going to get their attention again. And that's the sucky part. You know, it's like we've got to bring our best self the very first step in this relationship or we're in trouble, you know, or we're really Mm -hmm. in trouble. So, yeah, we've got to make sure that everything is set up properly. The worst thing that you could do is to get discovered too quickly, to get discovered mm-hmm. before you're ready. You want to make sure that you've got everything in place before that happens. Absolutely. It's important. It really, it really is. I mean, absolutely. And uh, ooh, we have a couple more questions here uh, in the uh, chat room that I would love to get to. Um, but, you know, like kind of going back to what you just said, though, I mean, there's so many artists out there. You know, it's so important, you know, that – you really don't just focus on avenue. You know what I mean? There's just so many right. artists out there who are fantastic. You know, so it's to you have to kind of see what makes special, right? <laughs> what makes you different, not what makes you the same. Yeah, that's one of the big right. ones. I, I watched a great. Uh, those people that follow me know that I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm a big fan of Scooter Braun. Uh, Scooter and Gary did an Ask Gary V today. So if you go to his watch channel on Facebook, you're able to see this conversation today. And what Scooter said is he said, when people come to him, artists, yes, he can get them from, you know, A to B to C to M, you know, or whatever the case may be. He says now more than ever, he expects them to show up with A. He expects them Mm -hmm. to start. There's no, we don't have the time to build anyone from scratch. We really don't. And Mm -hmm. there's so many tools that are available that you have the ability to show us that you understand the business that you're getting into. And if we are to invest our time in you, because that's one thing we don't get back, that we're investing in somebody who does understand this business. And it is a business. You can create music all you want. You can create it for yourself. You can create it as art. Mm -hmm. But when you start wanting, like Anne-Marie asked earlier, when you start asking for investors, or brands, mm-hmm. or industry, or people to get involved with you. They want to understand you understand the business. We know what we know. We want to make sure you know the business. Yes, yes. 
Definitely, definitely. Uh, let's see here. Chase Payne. Okay, here in the uh, chat room at josieshow.com slash listen live. You can ask all of your questions there. Um, so how can we find management with connections to these groups such as like CAA and William Morris who yeah. you know, don't exactly, don't exactly, you know, answer on the first call let's say you sure. know what's the thing? and joe and joe from chase Payne's band is the person that i was referring to that reached out to me <laughs> earlier and said you know i i read it i had a couple minutes so i went and i looked at chase's stuff is that once again you know what you need from the booking agent what do you bring mm-hmm. to the booking agent just because you have a band that's okay there's a thousand Chase Payne's out there. No offense, Chase. I'm just using you as an example. There's a thousand guys, good looking, play guitar, that are in a band, that are doing well in their local community. The next thing that the booking agent is going to ask, see the booking agents, they make 10% of whatever they're able to get from you. So if they're, they're all calling the same people. So the reason that the ones he mentioned, CAA, William Morris, Paradigm, the reason that they're built primarily mm-hmm. for artists that are already signed yep, to a record absolutely. label is because when mm-hmm. they song on the radio, be it for the right reasons or the wrong reasons, you're able to ask for more money from a venue. So if they go to a venue and they get, and I'll use Trent Harmon as an example, I manage one of the last American Idol winner, the last American Idol winner on Fox, Trent Harmon. So mm-hmm. if he gets offered a show and it pays $10,000, the booking agent only makes $1,000. Well, Trent can oh, ask wow. for $10,000 because he can put enough people into the venue where the venue could generate their money back. Well, if you don't have a nationwide audience and you're from, you know, I think they're from the Atlantic, mid-Atlantic area. If you try to go play in Denver and you only draw 50 people in Denver who paid $10 to get in, that's five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Your booking agent would only make fifty dollars if they set that show up. The cost for you to travel from the mid Atlantic to Denver, you would absolutely lose money. So what you want to do is become the person in your area that's selling three hundred tickets, four hundred tickets, five hundred tickets. When you get to that point, the booking agents will find you. Trust me, they're constantly asking venues who's selling tickets, who can put butts in the seats. Once again, they don't have time to try to build you from scratch. The same amount of time that they're on the phone trying to convince someone to book a strange act, it's the same amount of time that it takes for them to call to get someone to book an act that's already, you know, well-known enough to at least where they make money. So it's not that people don't believe in you yet. You've given them nothing to believe in yet. You haven't shown them that you're a value. So that's what you need to be able to do is continue to show them your growth, continue to show them that you have a website. <clears throat> if you don't have a website and you're showing them, we don't understand the business yet because you don't own Facebook. Mm-hmm. You don't own Instagram. You don't own Twitter. You own your website. So a small investment and start investing in things to teach you the business, to show you how to get your business set up properly. You know, I'm not here to pitch my stuff, but I created a program for less than $100, you know, for 97 bucks, it shows you how to register your business properly, shows you how to set up and get your music registered properly so that you can get paid, shows you how to set up your website, your email, your Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Those are the things that you have to have in place first that shows them that they are now investing in someone who understands 
the business. The thing that I learned a long time ago in the five mm-hmm. years that I've been putting programs out there to help independent artists is that a lot of you were willing to do the work. You just didn't know what work to do or you were doing the wrong work. So we wanted to come in and show you where to do the right work. You know, it's like, hey, you're a hustler. You're willing to do the work. We'll teach you. Mm-hmm. We'll then monitor you. We'll watch you. We'll see what's happening. And then that's what's going to make all the difference in the world. Yes. Absolutely. And that's why we wanted you on the show is because there's just so many different directions. Don't exactly where to go, what they should be focused on. You know, and a website definitely, definitely important. And, uh, I mean, just well, so the website really. important, understanding, you know, the terminology, understanding the lingo, understanding that, you know, mm-hmm. if a manager, you know, here's the thing, is if, if you as an artist, let's say that you were fortunate enough to make, you know, I did a survey recently of close to 200 artists and 70% of them made less than $5,000. Well, had they made $5,000, me as the manager, my total pay for doing a lot of work, it would have been $750. There's no way that I can run your business and help you with your business for 750 bucks. Most of you are your, you need to be your own manager in the beginning. You need to understand your business. You need to start putting the work in your business, investing in your business. Stop investing in gear and start investing in knowledge and education because that's the one thing that no one can ever take from you. That's the stuff that's going to set you apart, not a new guitar, but knowing the business mm-hmm. that you're getting into. Not that a new guitar won't help, you know, with, with some things, but <laughs> right. no one's going to go, man, I should work with that guy because he's got a great-looking guitar. They're going to go, no, I should work with that person because they got a kick-butt website because their socials are so engaged. I'm more impressed by you doing that than showing me, you know, five amps and ten different guitars that you got. That doesn't impress me. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Uh Love it. I'm learning a lot of stuff too, guys. So I'm, I'm enjoying this just as much as you all are. So keep those questions coming. Uh, Carmela in the chat room says, "Hi, Rick. I'm working on releasing a new CD. How do you how do you believe is the best way to get it out there to the public and heard by the industry?" Okay, so the industry is not going to purchase your CD. So you should be asking me, "How do I get it in front of as many fans as possible?" Because if the industry is mm-hmm. going to go once again. They're going to go say, okay, Carmela, you released a record. You put it up on Spotify. You put it up on iTunes. How many people are downloading it? How many people are streaming it? How many people care about your music? Because they don't mm-hmm. care about your music in the beginning. They care about can they make their investment back? It all starts with the music. Don't get me wrong. So they're, they're going to mm-hmm. go, okay, her music's fantastic, but no one's buying it. No one's streaming it. No one's sharing right. it. So a record company, an industry person is going to hear this record and go, wow, this is a great record, but they're not going to buy it. They're not going to share it with their friends. So the question should be, how do I get it in front of as many people as possible so that their actions will then dictate the industry reaching out to you going, hey, we noticed you put out a CD and it got added to, you know, 15 playlists and, you know, the streams are up and people are sharing it and things like that. So stop trying to get to the industry. The industry is not your friend. When you try to get Mm -hmm. to the industry, you're telling them, I can compete with who is already on your label, with who already is on the top of the charts. And honestly, the answer, no, you can't. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not there yet. Right. 
Absolutely. It's all, it all takes time. And uh, that's Patience. great. It's a great yeah. question. Yeah. Patience. Patience. Absolutely. That's the, that's the big thing right there. You need, you definitely need yep. patience. And you know, the, the, the places that you're referring to, of course, you know, like Spotify and iTunes, those are all great. You know, CD baby, you know, sites, sites like that. Uh, and that's what CD baby see. does is they help you get your music on these places. That's their job is oh, they distribute yeah. the music to these folks. You know, Spotify has mm-hmm. just announced that they're going to start letting independent artists. They're doing it in a beta test right now. But what they're going to find out is that if they open it up to everyone, that most people are going to be uploading very poorly mixed music. They're not going to get the artwork Mm -hmm. right. And that's what these other companies do is, yeah, sure, Spotify will pay you direct. But that 15% that you pay to a company that knows what they're doing, don't be afraid to pay people that know what it is that they're doing. Most of you don't have enough time to do what you're doing already. You don't want to take on the responsibility of now being your own distribution mm-hmm. company, too. Trust me. Oof, yeah, can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, you would never get some sleep. Uh, next question uh, from Mark on Facebook. Nashville is busting at the scenes with talent. There are so many artists there trying to make it. Do things happen like getting noticed and signed by playing in small clubs? No, right now it's like it's hard to stick out here. The reason that you come to Nashville or mm-hmm. Chicago or Los Angeles or New York or Atlanta is because they've got great creative communities. It's a great place to network. It's a great way to uh, grow as an artist, grow as a songwriter, grow as a performer. Uh, the, the labels right now aren't sending folks out to the small clubs trying to find the best undiscovered talent. If you're undiscovered, mm-hmm. That's a problem. You want to be mm-hmm. the person that everyone's talking about. You don't, you know, it's like when somebody will send me, says, hey, I've got somebody you've never heard of before. You're going to love them. I'm like, but then I don't want them. You know, I want people to hear of them. I mm-hmm. want people to know who they are. It's like the days right. of being secret are over. We need to know that there's a buzz. We need to know that there's something that's going on. But the cool part about Nashville, for the person who just asked, is it's a great place to network. It's a great place to write with some of the best writers. You know, the people that you want to hang around with aren't industry folks. I'll give you a good example. Adam Sanders, Mm -hmm. who is an artist that I took out a few years ago. We did this thing called the Nashville U Campground Tour. We went out. I drove a bus. I drove the bus, like literally, uh, you know, took these kids into these campgrounds. We would spend the weekend performing. When he first got to town, Mm -hmm. he met a kid by the name of Cole Swindell. And him and Cole Mm -hmm. had a writing appointment every (laughs) single week. Well, Cole ended up going out and selling merchandise for Luke Bryan. And while out on tour, Luke found out Cole was a writer and asked to hear some of his stuff. So he played some songs that Adam and him had written, and Luke Bryan ended up cutting one of their songs. Now, to this day, Adam still doesn't have a record deal, but Adam's had number one records. He's always wanted to be an artist. He just couldn't compete with everyone else because there's no shortage mm-hmm. of guys with guitars here. Hell, there's no shortage of girls with guitars here. So what was it that mm-hmm. made him stand out is his songwriting. So he continues to focus on his writing. He will go out and do shows, you know, in the area that he's from. He's from the St. Louis area. So he'll go out and play shows in his area and all these things. But he realized what his goal was. His goal was to get his music heard, whether it be by him, or whether it be by Cole, or whether it be like by Luke Bryan. So 
what I encourage all of you guys to do is to sit down and determine what your goals are. If your goals are to be famous, quit right now. Just quit. Mm-hmm. There, there's no one. The, the true people come here because they want to get their music heard. Well, guess what? Now with the internet, you can have the, your music heard. You don't have to get my permission to succeed. You don't have to get the label's permission to succeed. You don't have to get the quote unquote industry to accept you. You don't have to get anyone's permission to create, to distribute, to put your music out there. The key is, can you get fans who want to do and enjoy you and share you and tell their friends about you and show up at your shows and buy your merchandise and buy your music? That's what's most important. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You always have such great, I have to say, you always have such great advice and motivational quotes on on Facebook and Twitter um, that are so helpful to independent artists out there. So you all really need to go and follow and like and subscribe all of Rick Barker's pages because you will find a wealth of information. And um, not only that, but you have a podcast as well. Can you tell us a little bit about the podcast? Sure. Uh, yeah, you know, it's called the Music Tech- Industry Blueprint yeah. Podcast. It comes out every mm-hmm. Uh, Monday and Thursday. Uh, you can mm-hmm. find it everywhere. Uh, you can go to my website, rickbarker.com, click on the podcast link. You can get past episodes. You can get show notes. While you're there, you can take uh, what I call the artist assessment. kind of tells me a little bit about where you are right now. It asks, I ask you a couple questions, and then I send you a video that kind of tells you why I ask those questions and tells you what you can do to get to a certain level if you're not there yet. And then I also make an offer. Uh, I do group coaching, you know, the same way that you're here asking me questions right now. I do this five to six times a month where people get to ask me questions directly. I answer their questions mm-hmm. directly pertaining to their business and they get involved in a community of, you know, over 400 other artists from around the world that are all doing the same thing. They're all out there hustling. They're collaborating together. They're working with each other. They're building their own playlist on Spotify and sharing each other's music to get involved in a community. And that's one of the things that you've built, Joe, is you've built this community of people that support each other. The thing is, though, is we don't want to get caught up in all the mm-hmm. hype. You know, we want to remember every day your job is to get your music heard by as many people as possible. That's not Josie's yeah. responsibility. That's not her blog's responsibility. That's not her award show's mm-hmm. responsibility. That's not my responsibility. That's your responsibility. So you want to get out there and do everything you can to, to promote yourself, but do it in a way that's conversational because no one gets up in the morning and says, hey, let me go to Facebook and buy some stuff. I want to go on Instagram and buy some things today. We go there to be entertained. We go there to be amused. So if all you're doing is showing up trying to sell stuff, that's probably why you're not getting the things that you need in order to be successful is because you're asking the wrong things in the wrong area at the wrong time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's so important. It's so important to, uh, to, to know this. And if you're an independent artist that's just tuned in, some incredible advice and tips uh, to all of you out there. So, uh, you know, I am just, I'm loving this myself. And Mary asked on Facebook, what are some of the things that a promotion company that I pay for should be doing for me? That's a dangerous one, and that's a great question. So if you're yeah. getting a promotion company, if you're hiring them to take your songs to radio, you would be better served to take that money and create targeted Facebook ads, go learn how to run Facebook ads, 
so that you can get your music in front of the right people to hear it. Because you have to remember this. Anytime you're paying for promotion, what is it that you're paying for? You're paying for someone, hopefully the right person, to hear your music. Well, when you hand that money to them, all they're doing is sending out an email to somebody that says, hey, would you listen to this music? And if you like it, would you play it? You have no idea if they read the email. You have no idea if they listen to your music. On Facebook, if you put one of your songs or one of your videos and you tell Facebook, go find me. Mary, do me a favor. Type in the chat. What type of music do you play? And what's the age of your audience? I'm going to give you a very specific example, and you guys can do this for yourselves based on this example that we'll give to Mary. So if you haven't set up a Facebook fan page yet, do so. Those are the only pages you can advertise from. You cannot do it from your personal page. So I know a lot of you are going to say, Mm -hmm. yeah, Rick, but I get more engagement on my personal page than I do my fan page. Of course you do because they're your friends. But they're also the hardest people to get to buy your music and share your stuff. It's the weirdest thing, uh, even on my personal yeah. page. You know, I, I, I get asked people to do something cricket. I ask them to do it on my band page because that's where I built that relationship. So if Mary hasn't answered yet, I'll use an example. If Mary's a country artist, she's a lot like mm-hmm. Miranda Lambert, and she feels her audience is anywhere from 18 to 40-year-old females, she can go post her video – she can create a, 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 an audience that is females, 18 to 40, that like Miranda Lambert, that listen to country music, that go to country shows. And then she could mm-hmm. spend $15. She could go out and get 100 people to engage with that video. You spend $1,200 for a PR company to go out and try to get one person to read the article, one person to feel that it's worthy of them to write an article about it. And then you hope it's that hope marketing, which I'm not a fan of. You hope that somebody read that blog, read that post, Mm -hmm. read that release, clicked on the button, went to your website. It's too many steps. We're making it hard for people to hear your music when we can directly target the people we want to target, give them the action to play their, your video, play your video, you now have the ability to go in and retarget that person. If you go to uh, my Facebook page, which you can get to right from my website, my Facebook page, I did a presentation at the DIY Musician Conference on how to build Mm -hmm. and run effective Facebook ads for $1 a day. It's a great presentation. I also give you the ability to go download the videos that I did, the -the over-the-shoulder look on how I set up the audiences, how you set up a Facebook ad account, all of that stuff is detailed for you and it's free. You can go grab it. Uh, Just look for the CD baby, you know, Facebook ads for a dollar a day video on my Facebook page. But once you understand the business, the other part that people are going to do is they're going to go spend and hire a promo team to quote unquote, get them radio airplay. You're competing Mm -hmm. with every label in the world at this point. You're, you don't have the relationships. You don't have the dollars that they have to spend. You know, there's the same people are all fighting for those same 40 spots, those 50 spots. That's a very tough place to be. But once again, you can go target a specific audience and make sure they hear your music because that's the goal to get your music heard, to get your brand out there in front of the world. That's up to you to do that. I would not, I would never, I have never paid for a promotion company to go out and get my message in front of anyone. I've never run a press release to say, Hey, 
Taylor Swift's former manager now has a company that's helping artists do this. Why? Because I can go find the mm-hmm. right people myself and control my own spend. Once I give them the money, right. the money's gone. But if I know how to spend it properly, that's why this year, those of you who are probably going to start laughing here in a second, I took a week and went to Arizona and got certified as a Facebook remarketer. I'm the only manager managing really? a major label artist right now that went out and got myself certified as a Facebook marketer because I wanted to have the ability to get my message to the right person when I needed that to happen. And I took matters into my own hands, which all of you should, because we own our business. No one cares more about you and your music than you. So educate yourself on how to use all these great tools that are out in the world to help you do just that. That's what I do. So true, so true. And many people don't use Facebook ads or even know that they're even such a thing. And um, so, yeah, so it's so important to really, you know, do your research and and find out what what you can do to get your stuff out there. So thank you for that. There's a lot of people who don't know about that. No, you're Mm -hmm. true. And and the key is Mm -hmm. start learning from people who are actually doing. There's so many people out there that I call them book reporters. You know, they're going to read a book and then write a book about the book they read. They're going to sell you a program to get you a publishing deal, and they've never gotten anyone a publishing deal. I pride myself in being a field reporter, a practitioner. I do this every mm-hmm. single day. I have, I mean, my biggest thrill, I was speaking at Big Machine today to their interns, and mm-hmm. they said, what's one thing that you're really proud of right now? I said, well, you know, yes, I was proud when Taylor announced my name from stage and thanked me for being her manager when she won an award and all my friends going, Hey, is that you? Cause you know, those that know my story, I was a knucklehead younger. So most of those folks thought I had died. So then they're going, Hey, is that really you? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. But the thing that I'm most proud of now is one of my clients and, you know, someone who I've been working with for years, just got her first check for $2,800 from sound exchange from a song she had played at radio Disney that I told her when you get your web right, your socials right, and the music right, I'll open up that door for you. You know, that excited me, you know, knowing that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a duo, some of you might know called the Springs, you know, Stuart and Holly have been with me for a while. And, you know, they make six figures a year playing about four States with no manager, no booking agent, no song on the radio. And they make over a hundred thousand dollars a year, almost getting close to 200,000 doing what it is they love with a group of fans probably in the 2,500 to 3,000 range. That's incredible. Oh, my goodness. So it, it can be done. <laughs> it can be done. Yes. Wow. Yep, that it is- can be done, and it's being done all the time. It's just those are the folks that aren't waiting for permission. They're not waiting for someone else to do yeah. it for them. They're doing the work. Because once the work's done, it's not hard for people like me to, you know, create a relationship for you that can do, but most people aren't prepared for those things. So I have to, you know, be very picky. I I do everything I can. I always tell people this. I can't guarantee success. I can't guarantee anything, but I will make sure that you are prepared for whatever opportunity comes your way. And if I don't feel Mm -hmm. you're prepared for it, I'll be honest with you. And I'll tell you that a lot of times people confuse honesty and tough love with someone being negative. No, I'm not being negative at all. I'm being real. I'm being honest. Yeah. And what you want is to surround yourself with people that aren't going to kiss your butt. You know, Taylor said that in a Polestar article, <laughs> you know, Rick not only 
tells me what work needs to be done. He shows me and he'll do it with me. He'll make sure that I understand it. Those are the types of people you want in your corner, not someone that just tells you how great you are all the time. That's your mama's job. That ain't my job. I I am no good to you. If all I'm doing is you're so good, you're so good, you're so good. Exactly. shut, Shut up, Rick, you know, be honest with me. Tell me what I need to work on. Right. <laughs> exactly. You come that from a place funny. of help. You know, you're not just, you, you know, just shooting things off. Uh, I love that. Uh, and really quickly, I do want to mention, because Anne Marie, who asked one of our questions that I read earlier, uh, she did mention something that I really want others to be a part of. Uh, you do email blasts. Uh, she says, Rick's email blast also of things you could save on bookings, etc. I have followed him for years. Make sure you subscribe to his site. Yes. Is her last it, name guys. like Palmero? Is it Anne Marie Palmero? Yes. Palm something? Yeah, yes. yes. I know who she is. Yes. 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 Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. Do that, everyone. If you, if you, you know, get the chance, do it right now. Uh, you will not regret it. And so as soon as you grab asked, the book, you'll be on my email oh, list. So know that. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Please make sure you do that, guys. Please, please do. Uh, Mike asks, uh, an independent record label wants to sign me. What are some things I should make sure are in that contract or that I should check for, um, before, you know, signing? Uh, first thing you should do is get an entertainment attorney. That's the first thing you should do. Uh, you shouldn't (laughs) ask people who aren't lawyers, uh, what you should do regarding legal matters. That's number one. Number two, uh, is, and your attorney will share this with you want to make sure that there's an out, you know, that who owns the music, what are the percentages? Those are all things that an entertainment attorney is going to be able to help you with. If you go to my podcast, you will, uh, I did a whole episode with Colin Marr, who's an entertainment attorney here in Nashville. And we had a great conversation and he gives some great advice. And in the show notes, there's also an email. Uh, You can reach out for a consultation, but get with an entertainment attorney first Anybody can start a label, so make sure that the people that you're signing yourself to or getting in bed with have the ability to advance your career, period. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so important to know the right people to go to. Uh, You know, many people probably wouldn't have even thought of going to an entertainment, you know, lawyer, you know, but it's it's so important to find out. No, it is. Don't go to any attorney. Go to an entertainment attorney. Just because your cousin may be an attorney and they do real estate, there's wording that can get you jacked up. You need to go to an entertainment Mm -hmm. attorney. And trust me, if you don't go to an entertainment Mm -hmm. attorney and you try to reach out to an industry person and they see that you are locked into a contract that you can't get out of because you weren't smart enough to ask the right questions Mm -hmm. or go to an entertainment attorney, they're going to run from you because you're going to, you're a liability to them anymore. You're not an asset. Right. Right. Oh, I could see that. <laughs> I could definitely see what they would be thinking for sure. Uh, and then let's see here. Matt asks, in your opinion, what is the max age limit, if any, for male and female artists to be signed with a major label? Do you, do you think that they go for uh, age? Do you think that's relevant? They do. No, they absolutely do. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. the thing is this, is that there's at some point you have to say, you know what, my time, to be signed to a major label has passed me by. First off, too, if you mm-hmm. think you need a record deal in order to be successful, you're the wrong person for a record deal. So if it's a 10-year right. town and it takes, you know, it took Thomas Rhett nine years to be who Thomas Rhett is today. So if Thomas Rhett shows up here at 40 years old, that ain't happening. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett right. Young just came in at 30-something, has had four number one songs, but Brett's been doing this successfully for 10 years, 15 years. He had a catalog of music. So it really depends on what you bring to the table because right now the artists aren't going to take 10 years to develop you. They're going to take what they can move on right now. They need to start making their investment back as soon as possible. The only way for that to happen is it's like if Thomas Rhett showed up right now as just the kid coming out of college, but he's his age now, 28 years old, 29 years old, it would be tougher. You know, that back then there was time for this to happen. They were still making money off of the sale of CDs and they had funds to develop the artists, but you know, Sia came in in her 30s and 40s because she had already been writing hit songs for everybody else. Uh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it really depends on what you bring to the table. If you're just now starting at 40 years old, the opportunities for you to be signed to a major label are pretty non-existent. They're, they're just not there. It's not reality. But that doesn't mean you can't make a living with your music. That doesn't mean that you can't yeah. put music out. That doesn't mean that you can't have a career. That doesn't mean that you can't have success. You just have to reevaluate what your success is. The example I like to use, I'm 51 years old. If I walk out in the backyard Mm -hmm. right now and I throw 100 perfect passes to my son and he catches them, it doesn't mean I'm ready to go to the NFL. doesn't matter how there's 100 perfect passes. I'm not ready for the NFL. That time has passed me by. Mm -hmm. Same thing I say. Mm -hmm. If you're the best high school kid on your football team, it does not mean that you're ready to go to the NFL. Most kids don't make it mm-hmm. to the NFL. One, there's a limited number of spots. There's still a lot to learn. You still have to grow. You still have to develop. Your skills have to get better. Why people think the music business is any different is beyond me. You have to develop your craft and be the best option available. Doesn't matter gender. Doesn't matter age. Are you the person that can bring the money to the label the absolute fastest? That's all they want to know. That's the world Absolutely. we live in today. They don't discriminate. Mm-hmm. There was a time when Adele wouldn't have made, been able to be here because of her weight. There was a time when Sam Smith, mm-hmm. there's it's no true. way that a label would really find a person mm-hmm. that was singing songs that every guy was mm-hmm. singing to their girlfriends, realizing those songs were also written about another dude by a dude. They, they, but mm-hmm. what happened is the internet. The internet is the ultimate neutralizer. The internet does not discriminate. No one discriminates anymore. Great music is great music. So create great music. No one cares now what you look like. Hell, Post Malone's one of the ugliest dudes I've ever seen. But you know what? He's got great music. You know, people in country music go, oh, you've got to be young and good looking and skinny. Take a look at Luke Combs. Kid's almost 300 pounds. You know, not the best looking Mm -hmm. fella in the world. But you know what? got the voice of an angel and he sings songs that we all want to sing along with nobody cares anymore so any excuse that you are making as to why you are not farther along than you already are is an excuse that's in Mm -hmm. your own head if your music's right and you bring value nobody cares where you come from how much money you have what you look like does your music Mm -hmm. affect people and can they make money from it if they can you're in if they can't, keep working at it. Exactly, exactly. And I love that you stress, you know, you stress that, you know, being signed to, like, a major label isn't, you know, that's not the end all, you know. <laughs> you can still it's be not. successful in your own life. Yeah. 
Yeah, Chance the Rapper is very successful. He just donated a million dollars to a cause. He's not signed to a major label, and he gives his exactly. music away. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Every, exactly. He for does. Every excuse, yeah, for every excuse somebody tries to give me nowadays, I just I point to an example and go, then why? I mean, I was having a great conversation with a kid who was mm-hmm. like, well, the only way you're validated is if you're on the radio or win awards or get nominated for awards. I said, great. Where are all mm-hmm. the people that have been nominated for Best New Artist in the, at the Grammys we haven't heard from? Where's the 40 True. artists that had, you know, number one records or top 10 records last year that we don't even hear from anymore? It's all mm-hmm. lip service. It's all – it just shows us how much you're expecting somebody else to do everything for you. The worst thing you could do is base your success on someone else's accomplishments because you don't know their struggles. You don't know what they went through. Everyone thought that Taylor Swift showed up here at 16 years old. Her mom and dad had money, and that's why she was successful. What they don't understand is from 12 to 16, she was writing songs every day. She wasn't out playing. Mm -hmm. She wasn't out touring. She had only ever done some karaoke contests. It wasn't until she got signed to Big Machine Records that she played with a band for the first time. What she focused on was her craft of songwriting, period. Mm -hmm. She wrote songs that changed people's lives, and they they forgave the fact that she wasn't a great vocalist in the beginning of her career because they were singing the songs louder than she was. They couldn't hear her. They were just singing and loving (laughs) her songs, and I was with her. I witnessed this whole entire thing. So it's like that's what you've Mm got to understand is that for every excuse on why someone else made it and you didn't, is that it's just an excuse exactly exactly you got you got definitely stop stop with the excuses they could be done it can um keep <laughs> keep doing your keep doing your thing really honestly and uh well, you get that or you do you do mm-hmm. and think about it if you, if you make fifty sixty thousand dollars a year doing what it is that you love you get to do music yeah. You're making more than a lot of teachers. You're making more than a lot of mm-hmm. people that got their degrees. You're making a lot more than some nurses. Be happy. Be happy. Right. It's like go find mm-hmm. what makes you happy. Trust me, being signed to a major label, I've got an artist right now that's signed to a major label. He ain't all that happy. Why? Because he's sitting. He's having to wait his turn because mm-hmm. he had a song that did not have success. Now he's locked into a contract. He can't put out music when he wants. He can't put out videos when he wants. He has to sit around and hope, hope that his turn comes back around again. And when it doesn't, he will have sat for a year, and then he ends up getting dropped because somebody else comes along that's got a little more hustle than he does or has a better song that they feel than he does. The worst thing you can do is get locked into a contract because then you are an employee. You want to be Mm -hmm. the business owner. You want to make your own decisions. Now, I know a lot of you are going, damn, this guy's hard. You know, this guy's just, this isn't Mm -hmm. real motivational. Well, it's motivational for the right person. And that's what I tell people and what I told this kid. The record deal and the relationships are only good for the right artist, not every artist, because the record companies, the major labels have more, more failures than they have successes every single year. More artists are getting dropped every year. And if these labels have what you think you need, the relationships, the money, the everything. Why isn't it working then for every single artist that they signed? Because it wasn't the right artist. Exactly. I love, I love the honesty. I mean, that's exactly why we had to have you on the show is because, you know, I of course listen to the podcast and I love it. And I love that you just, you don't 
say something just, you know, to make someone feel good or, or whatever. You, you're there to help and you're trying to, you know, just get the information the best that you can and you're being honest. That's what you, that's all you right. can do. I love I it. I try to be motivating. I, I don't try to motivate you. I try to be motivating so that you get ready to go do the work so that you get excited to get out there and make things happen. You know, it's like some people will yeah. say, well, if I join your program, are you going to really push me and make me work? Heck no. That's your job. I'm going to give you the tools. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the, the guidance. I'm going to tell you what it is that you need to do, but you've got to do it. You know, no one's moving my business along for me every day. I have to do it. I would think that yeah. everybody would say, oh, great. This guy's had great success. He has all this stuff that they would just be lining up to give me money. They're not. I have to go out and I have to earn it. I have to do things like this. I have to get on here and you guys say, wow, shit, maybe he kind of knows what he's talking about. I'll, I'll take his book. It's mm-hmm. free. And then maybe you take the assessment and go, wow, I never thought to ask myself those questions. This guy might be onto something. Wait a minute. I can get access to him for less than 75 cents a day. That's a good investment. That's something that I should look at. I have to earn that right for us to be able yeah. to transact. It's the same way you have to earn the right for them to add you to their playlist for them to add you to their iTunes. When they decide to spend money with you, holy cow, now they're invested in you because they can get your music for free. When they give you money, when they buy a download, they have said, I believe in you. I believe in you, the artist, and I want to support your cause because I believe in what you're doing. And the only way to do that is to build a relationship with them where they feel like they get to know you. I am. I remember you mentioning something like, you know, uh, with Taylor Swift, that you really appreciated how she connected with the fans and, you know, more on like a personal level, you know, starting out. And uh, Absolutely. I, remember, yeah. I, I remember you saying that. That's definitely, that's definitely what helped, for sure. Well, it did. It was, it was easier then because, well, it was easier and it was harder. So it was easier because we knew where everyone was. Yeah. They were on MySpace. It was one location. Now they're on Instagram. Now they're on Facebook. So if Taylor were starting over today, Taylor would have to do the same exact things that I'm telling you guys to do. But what, you know what the difference is? She would do it. She would make zero excuses. She would say, okay, wait a minute. I can go talk to people around the world 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I have the ability to share my music with them and build a relationship with them. And I would say, yes. And she would say, great. How many hours am I supposed to sleep? You know, that's what she was. <laughs> right. She would, she would just go way. all in, and that's why she's the biggest star in the world right now. That's why she wins right. these fan-voted awards, because she never forgets about her fans. She loves them. Exactly. And she can't get to all of them, mm-hmm. but they all still feel like they have a connection to her. One, because she's creating music for them. She doesn't care what radio thinks or what Rick Barker thinks or what anybody at Billboard magazine thinks. She says, what do my fans right. want? What do my fans need? What do they expect from me? That's the way to do it. That's the best way to do it. I love it. Yep. Let's see here. Um, Another question from Matt. He also asks, uh, what is the best way as an indie artist with recorded and produced material to approach a major label that usually doesn't accept uh, unsolicited material from artists? Because, well, you've got you know, a couple you know different that... options. Yeah, yeah, so unsolicited just yeah. means they don't know who you are. And unfortunately, right. there's a lot of litigation and there's a lot of lawsuits from people that said, hey, I sent you a record, you listened to it, and your other artist put out a song just like it, so I sue you. So the labels are like, screw it. Mm-hmm. The labels don't need music. There's no shortage of great from sources. 
that they trust. So the people that can make your music unsolicited, make it solicited, excuse me, are attorneys. You have your attorney present it to their A&R department. You have your pub, your publisher, if you have a publisher, most of you are self-published. So all of you better have your music registered with a performance rights organization, also known as a PRO. That's ASCAP, BMI or CSAC if you're in the United States. That's SOCAN if you're in Canada. Those folks also, when they hear music that they feel would benefit someone, they will share your music. If you're PRO, if you're working with a PRO and they're not sharing your music, that's their way of saying that they just don't believe in it yet. They're not willing to put their stamp of approval on it. Also, there's people like myself who has relationships with labels that will tell you if your music's right, if it needs work. A lot of times, your produced music, let's say you produced this record a year ago. Well, nobody wants to put out stuff that sounds like it's a year old. They're looking for what's next. They're looking for the next best thing. The worst thing you can do is produce a whole bunch of music and then go try to get a label or industry people excited about your music. They can get your music produced. They want to hear great songs, guitar vocals, piano vocals. It could be stripped down. If the music's right, the music's right. So the best way to get unsolicited is to get into programs or build relationships with people that don't have the relationships that you don't have those relationships. You want to find people who do have those relationships. There's no way around it. Right. Absolutely. Cause I remember, I remember, you know, I know a lot of people remember the day they were able to like go to like record companies and stuff and we're giving seats out and, and just going door oh, yeah. to door and, you know, yeah. busting those, those days bu- are gone busting because the doors. people yeah. got sued. Yeah. yeah. Those days are gone. It's like somebody yeah. ruined it for all of us. So now exactly. it just means go build those relationships. And once again, exactly. is it worth it to get involved with someone who already has those relationships? That answer is yes. But no mm-hmm. one's going to do it for free. No one's going to do it that doesn't have a relationship with you. You know, So if you haven't signed up for BMI or ASCAP yet, do that. Show up at their songwriting expos. Go to the NSAI and join their program for $200 a year. And they have sometimes pitched to publisher meetings. Uh, I'm doing free workshops here in Nashville where I'll have people from the A&R departments of the record companies and we'll do pitch to publishers that day. Another thing is put your music on an open source playlist like a SoundCloud that's not private but it's public because once it's out there for everybody to see, then there's not as big a fear of them listening to it because they know other people have listened to it as well. Oh. Even when he- <laughs> wow. Yeah, SoundCloud. That's what's great about it, but don't make it private. Mm-hmm. And if you do track down the email addresses or these things of these A&R people, don't send them MP3s. They won't accept it because MP3s can mm-hmm. come with, uh, with uh, viruses, and they know that you're not professional if you're trying to send them MP3s. Don't send music to people you personally don't know or who did not ask for it. Uh, I'll be at events. I'll be speaking at conferences. I don't accept CDs. I'm like, I don't have a CD player. (laughs) You know, reach out (laughs) to me on social media. You know, start a relationship with me there. Send me a link to your website. If I go to your website, it better have music on it. If it doesn't, then you need to buy my program and learn how to build your business the proper way. That's my way of just saying, hey, here's a tool to help you. It's up to you if you want to use it or not. 
you know, but it's like I, like I said, I just shared with you, Maddie, Maddie's music. We went in uh, and when I felt it was ready and she had the other things to take advantage of a relationship that I had, I walked her into radio Disney and she had the most requested song on the radio Disney app for two weeks. She doesn't have a manager. She doesn't have a booking agent, but she got her first Mm -hmm. song on that radio station and she made money from it. And she got paid because she also registered with sound exchange. And some of you right now just said, what is sound exchange? Sound Exchange is the company that collects your royalties from internet radio. So if your song is being played on Josie's station and you aren't registered with Sound Exchange, mm-hmm. you're not getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because a lot Josie of people always ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Glad you mentioned that. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, you're doing them a favor by playing their music, and they're not even getting paid because you can't also make sure they got it registered right. You're doing them the biggest favor, getting their music out to the world, and because they Mm -hmm. went too fast and didn't set their business up properly, now they're not even able to get paid for it. There's $2 billion, with a B, $2 billion in unclaimed royalties right now sitting with SoundExchange. And at a certain time, that money gets turned over to the major publishing companies and they divvy it up amongst their songwriters. So somebody else could be getting your money because you didn't take the time to learn how to set up your business properly. This is your business. It's not mine. It's not Josie's. Mm -hmm. It's your business. Mm -hmm. We can help you and we can do things to help you, but we can't do it all. Some things you have to do on your own. Yes. Great advice. And you know, if, if you need to be more familiar with this, like I said, Make sure if you have any questions, you could always contact Rick Barker. Please give out your Twitter and Facebook and all all of your pages. Yeah, just everyone. go to my website. That's the only thing you need, rickbarker.com. Yeah. Everything else is there. At the bottom, there's all the links to my socials. First thing you should do is grab a free copy of the book. That will put you on my email list. I'll send you the book. You'll get other emails for other cool things and offers and just education. Uh, if you're serious about the business, Take the assessment. Take a look at the video. Mm-hmm. I make an offer that's just good on that one video. It gives you a chance to save 100 bucks and come into my world. But if you felt that right now, if we look, if you felt that for the last hour what information I gave was valuable, imagine being able to ask me questions all the time. Imagine being able to pick, quote, unquote, pick my brain, get stuff specific to you. The unfortunate questions that were asked tonight it's the majority of them were mm-hmm. asking how to get noticed by a label. And that's the wrong mm-hmm. thing right now. Most of you, right. I can guarantee you, aren't ready for that yet. And it's okay because just because you decide you want to be a surgeon doesn't mean you get to start operating. You know, you still got to go to school. You still got to get specialized. There's still <laughs> some things that need to happen. Hopefully you heard some things that said, wow, I don't have a PRO yet. Or, you know what, maybe I shouldn't invest this until I get a website. Those are the things you need to be listening. If you are coming here for some secret magic sauce on how to get signed to a major label, the key is get yourself into a position where the labels come to you, where the managers come to you, where the booking agents come to you. Mm-hmm. That's how things are happening now. We're finding people because there's a buzz. Go create the buzz. Yes. Oh, couldn't have said it better myself. I'm telling you, I love it. And this is why you need to go find Rick Barker and find him all over the place and just make sure you contact him. And I wanted to ask, you know, as an artist manager, because I mean, I know you are 
traveling like crazy in heck right now uh, with Trent Harmon. And um, you also are the manager of Vivian Hicks, too, who's incredible. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, she's a so fun one. Yeah, she seems like it. What What are some of the obstacles that you have to face as the artist bloom and grows, you know, into demand? Do you think it's it's you know difficult to keep up and you know with with all yeah, of your different artists I, that you have to work with? No, mm-hmm. I mean I only have them two, and and I'm not looking to take mm-hmm. on anyone else. Actually, as soon as I can put them with someone else, I will because my focus is on growing mm-hmm. and helping the independent artists and the parents understand this business because what pains me the most is when someone comes to me and says, I wish I would have found you 15 years ago. And what I say to them Mm -hmm. is that I'm flattered that they feel that way. I couldn't have helped them 15 years ago because 15 years ago, it was all about who you knew and it was about being in the good old Mm -hmm. boys club. And I'm not in the good old boys club right now. The internet is the neutralizer and is winning. The the internet's winning. It's it, it will, it will always win. So, with them, yeah. it's managing their expectations. It's managing their level of patience. It's keeping them focused on what they can control. Too often we dwell on things that are out of our control, and that's a very dangerous place for an artist to be in. Though Both of them are signed to a major label, so both of them are always curious as to why some other artist may be getting something or why is this happening for this person. That's a very frustrating thing to manage and it's hard because they all want the same attention but it's like it's the same thing for them what do they bring to the table the hard part's not getting a record deal the hard part's keeping it you know and that's the thing that you really want to focus on is what are you going to do to keep it once you get it you know we can talk about getting it but what you're going to do to keep it what you're going to do to make sure that once you get signed to the label that you can get off the bench You know, I have a kid right Right. now that I'm helping get ready for radio tour because I also consult Big Machine Records and get all their artists ready for radio tour. So here's a situation where I've got my artist who signed to the label who has to sit for a second while I get the next guy in line ready. How interesting is that? You know, because now it's this kid's turn. And once you get your turn, you don't want to lose your turn. And that's Mm -hmm. the only way that happens is if you've got fans demanding you. If you've got fans that cannot wait for your next release or can't wait for your next video, you have to create that. The labels cannot create an audience for you. you know, people yep. seem to think that, well, if I just get to a label, then I'll be famous and I'll build an audience. Not going to happen. That's not what they're designed to do. They're designed mm-hmm. to use their relationships to get something that's already that great out there in front of other people as well. Yes, knowledge really is power. I mean, many artists, independent artists, don't know don't know any of you know this kind of information. You know, some people might not even know exactly what a label even is supposed to do. You know, uh, right. so I, I find it so interesting, and uh, I think I think the world of you. I think you are an incredible, incredible guy to help out independent artists and you know, on their journey and to give all these great tips and tricks to artists out there. And please make sure you go and check out the music industry blueprint with Rick Barker, his great podcast, rickbarker.com. Go to the website. Uh, you also have a great book out, the $150,000 music degree. They can get it for and free. Yeah, they can just... grab it for free. Yes. Yeah, they can grab it for free. And thank oh. you for providing a space Phenomenal. for people to learn. You know, not only do you, you give them yeah. the attaboys, and I know you and your mom work your butt off and invest a lot of your time and a lot of no. your own money into giving them mm-hmm. the accolades 
but don't let the accolades go to your head, folks. Keep working, keep exactly. working, keep working. Absolutely. I agree. And thank you so, so much for You're sharing welcome. your knowledge with everyone. My, myself included, I learned so much today. So thank you. And we would You're love welcome. to have you back on anytime. <laughs> Absolutely. You got it. And at some point, I'll send you some to your list on some things that can help them. I'll be doing a Facebook Live yeah. with Disc Makers next Wednesday on the 17th, 7 o'clock Central. And I'm going to be sharing with people how to monetize their music and their merch this holiday season, creating bundles. Last year with Trent, uh, we created a situation uh, that uh, create, generated over $8,500 in 24 hours. And I'm going to share with them in the detail how we went about doing that. So there's a lot of things that you can do to start monetizing your music. You've got to start making money at some point. It's a business, folks. You've been investing a yes. lot. Now you need to invest in the right things and make sure that you're getting your music in front of the right people. Yes, make sure you tune in Wednesday. Don't miss it. I'll be there. I'm so excited to check it all out and continue all of the great work that you are doing. And uh, I hope I you're will. able to get some sleep <laughs> because yeah. you're, you're using all over. Please, I'm please, doing what I can. Me. Thank you, my yes. dear. Pleasure as usual, and we'll talk soon. Pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Rick Barker, everyone. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Please make sure you check him out at rickbarker.com. Take the artist assessment. Uh, I mean, it's just so important to really get yourself out there and to find those, who, you know, like Rick Barker, who uh, are there to be honest and, and tell you what the business is all about and, you know, how you can be successful. And not being, you know, just being on the, you know, major label doesn't make you successful. I mean, that's not all it's about. And uh, as as Rick was able to explain to us today, so we thank Rick again once once again for his great knowledge to all of us, and we would love to have him back on any time to talk about talk more. We ran out of time, unfortunately, but you all have such great questions. I wanted to keep going. Um, but thank you all so much for tuning in. Before we go, I do want to uh, chat a little bit about some bangs going on in our world. Um, you can hear, first off, Josie Show. Come out at JosieShow.com by clicking on the On Demand tab. So, for instance, if your friend or your cousin or someone who is an independent artist out there who needs this kind of information, you think that this could help them, uh, they will be able to find it at dosyshow.com at the on-demand section. So you can send it on to them uh, to help them on their journey. And do you have an inspiring music artist in your life? You could pick up a copy of our published book, The Artist Collection, at thejosienetwork.com to share the to uh, check out the amazing stories of near 100 artists and music business companies with someone who is on their journey as well. There's just such incredible stories in there of those who just were passionate enough, you know, motivated enough to get where, where they are and what they wanted. So it's phenomenal. So you can check that out at thejosienetwork.com, the artist collection. And if you haven't heard our big news yet at the Josie Network, we will be putting out a monthly magazine dedicated to the independent music industry family. You can keep an eye out at thejosienetwork.com for details on that coming soon. We are so excited to have been approached to do this, and we're, we're so excited to make this best, the best, the best that it can be. We're so excited for it, and uh, we hope you all love it. And the 2019 Josie Music Awards are already in the works and planning has begun. So the 2019 Josie Music Awards will be held on Saturday, September 21st, 2019 at the DP Celebrity Theater inside the Hollywood theme park. So you can keep, out, keep an eye out for all the details coming out on the road. 
the 2019 Josie Music Awards at JosieMusicAwards.com. And a special thank you to Texas Bobby Dean for creating our wonderful theme song before our episode. He's an incredible artist, so to find out more about Texas Bobby Dean, go to TexasBobbyDean.com. And uh, remember to check JosieShow.com for all of our upcoming shows and details. We love y'all, as always. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Josie Show. And remember, the Josie Show is originally aired and recorded live at JosieShow.com with a live internet audience. It may not be recorded, edited, or aired without written consent from the Josie Show management. Good night, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Josie Show tonight right here at JosieShow.com. And until our next show, remember, sometimes you have to make the hard decisions to follow your dreams, but don't forget to enjoy the whole journey and make great friends and connections along the way. Love y'all so much. Have a great night. Mwah! <laughs>